You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about this and that. Hello, podcast listeners. You are tuned in to This and That, episode 29, and you're listening to Brenda, otherwise known as Miss Bren Bren, and this is David, aka Dr. David, aka the Professor. And we are coming to you from Podcast Land Studio, where we're going to talk about everything that's anything. Today is September 7th, and we will be doing some follow ups and updates to previous stories. But before we go any further, Let's do what we normally do, which is give shout-outs to our loyal listeners or first-time listeners. It doesn't matter. We're doing a location shout-out. So let's start with here in the U.S. A shout-out to those in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Um, McGee, Mississippi. Tampa, Florida. Montgomery Village, Maryland. And if we go internationally, shout out to Courtney, Canada. Edmonton, Canada. Prague, Czech Republic. And Koshenbroich, Germany. Shout out to all of you. And a special shout out to those in the U.S. military that are located here in the U.S. as well as internationally. Thank you for your service. And thank you to your families and civilian supporters that are with you. And we are very appreciative of all of you listening to this and that. Yes, thank you for your service. And thanks, as usual, to the civilian first responders here in the U.S. Now, we like to say that our podcast is our brand of infotainment. It's free, and where can people find it? Uh, Our free podcast is available through several podcast apps, streaming uh, services, various on-demand locations, uh, SoundCloud, our home base, Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and it's also available on Alexis Voice Assisted Devices. So you can hear our podcast that we put together here in Podcast Land Studio uh, various ways. Now, as David said, our podcast is available on demand. So that means you can listen to it anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. So do listen to us, our various podcasts, and tell others about us. And, uh, David, if people wanted to email us with a question or suggestions or whatever, where would they do that? They would send us a note at thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N, that, at sign, aboutgreatercincinnati.com. Folks can also sign up for our email distribution list, and that way they get an alert. Uh, for when the podcast is out at various points. 
in case they are not uh, able to subscribe directly. Now, what are we going to talk about today? I know you said we're going to basically do updates. So what are we going to update on? Well, we're going to start off with an update for the uh, Spicy Chicken Wars. Spicy Chicken Wars, the aftermath. Just leave it at that for now. Uh, also, an update on the uh, college admissions scandal, also known as Operation Varsity Blues to the uh, federal authorities. And the final update is uh, essentially what's going on with the couple big cases in Chicago. And by that, I mean uh, R. Kelly and um, Jussie Smollett. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and get started with This and That Podcast number 29. You are now listening to This and That with David and Brenda. Listeners to the This and That Podcast know that in episode 28, uh, Brenda and I did a review of the new Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich, and we compared it with the uh, the Champ, as we call it, the Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich. The Champ is still the Champ, um, but listen to podcast twenty eight for the rest of that. But at the beginning of it, I had said that America had lost its mind. Little did I know that America would continue to lose its mind with respect to the whole spicy chicken wars. Yeah, America has really, really lost its mind. Because, as you said, in the aftermath of the introduction of the Popeye Spicy Chicken Sandwich, otherwise known as The Sandwich, um, it's gotten really crazy out there. Well, first of all, the fact that some people are calling it The Sandwich. Our, again, people should listen to episode 28, but um, again, I already have said that basically... From Brenda and I's perspective, it is good, but it's not all that. Well, it's uh, kind of hard to tell that to other people. Well, you can't eat it now. Whose taste buds, <laughs> whether they've tried it or not, got them really crazy for the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich or the sandwich. Well, I think a lot of folks who are, and this is, I don't know these reviewers that are saying this and just lost their minds over the sandwich, quote-unquote. But I think these are folks who just have not, in their lives, eaten a wide variety of chicken sandwiches, or specifically spicy chicken sandwiches. Because I would say, in my lifetime, that the Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich is not even really no. It's number one now, but that's because there are other chicken sandwiches that existed in the past that were not national, that were just light years better, but they don't exist anymore. Or they were, and their recipes died with their creators, unfortunately. Yeah, and those were family-run operations. Well, very small mom-and-pop family-run operations throughout the, the Southeast. And that's another thing. And that's where you would find the best exactly. chicken sandwiches. I think this, or the best chicken, period. Yes, and I think if you remember back when Krispy Kreme went national, and you had all these folks in the Midwest and Northeast just lose their minds because they'd never eaten a real good donut before. To them, donut was like, you know, Dunkin' Donuts or something. And it's like, no, that's, that's 
yes, technically a donut, but you haven't had a really good donut until you had a nice glazed donut and the like. Again, and these still exist. I could go back, as you can as well, to, you know, small town, or not, or mid-sized town, um, Georgia. Let's pick on Georgia. And I can find all sorts of donut shops that make donuts that are, you know, five times better than Krispy Kreme's donuts. But it's the same concept. But people outside of the southeast, outside of Georgia specifically in this case, have no clue and they lose their minds because they've never tasted something this that good. Well, this reminds me of Krispy Kreme or when, you know, uh, Blackened came out in New Orleans. And it was like, people were like, everything had to become blackened all of a sudden because that was the first time people, a lot of people had tasted, you know, blackened whatever, chicken, blackened steak, and all sorts of different things of Creole spices. Remember when Emerald, Emerald Live, that was like the show on Food Network. Food Network wouldn't have existed without Emerald Live. And that's what Spicy Chicken Wars kind of reminds me of. Well, I know you want to go down this... Um memory lane but let's get back on the path of cluing folks into why america has gone crazy now let's talk about a couple of specific things that are going on as to why folks are just getting uh, i i can't even describe how how this is getting it's ridiculous ridiculously it's out ridiculous. of control um over the popeyes spicy chicken sandwich so what's our first example the first example we have to talk about is, is um as most people know popeyes tweeted out that um nationwide they are out of spicy chicken sandwiches full stop they tweeted that sometime last week now this is nationwide yes and the ceo has been interviewed and Essentially, he said he did not realize, or they, did not just him, did not realize how popular the sandwich would be. Number two, how their social media internet campaign would just, you know, break the internet and people would just rush out in droves to get the sandwich on top of it. And they, they sold out faster than they would. And in his interview, last week I said in episode 28, um... I thought that they kind of were playing games a little bit with the sandwich, just like Apple and the iPhones where they only make so much so they could say, oh, they sold out. And he kind of confirmed to me that they were playing that game a little bit, but they sold out sooner than they thought they would. And because of that, uh, let's just talk about the folks in Houston. They're, they're folks who were in line in dry suit Houston, hadn't gotten the word that things were sold out. And once they found out after waiting who knows how long in line, they didn't take it well. Yeah, which, and in this car that was in line to buy a spicy chicken sandwich or two, you had three adult males, two adult females. I've forgotten the exact number. But anyway, but, but it, was, I do know that it was, there was more a baby than one. In the car too. And then there was a baby. <laughs> and they got to the drive through window and were told very politely... We don't have any more spicy chicken sandwiches. So what did they do, David? Well, they parked the car, got out of their car. Left the baby in the car. Left the baby in the car. And this is Houston now, so it's probably a little hot. Houston is the bayou. I mean, Houston is is bayou country. But baby is in the car by itself. And um, they 
started to, um, I would say, march towards the Popeyes uh, with one of the men brandishing a gun, openly brandishing a gun, to go and demand that they get the spicy chicken sandwiches. They just didn't believe that it was out. So they were going to go in there and, I guess, at gunpoint, demand that they get the spicy chicken sandwiches. Fortunately, an employee saw what was coming down and locked the door before they could get in. And um, so they were there, still demanding to come inside. One guy showing his gun. A very brave or foolish manager, store manager, went over to the door and told them they're out of chicken. The guy's waving the gun and he's still like, we're out of chicken, whatever. They eventually left, sped off in a blue SUV. They're still at large, these folks. They still have not been apprehended. This was like a week ago. They still haven't been apprehended. Well, they better hope they're never found because it's ridiculous to be in court because you couldn't get a darn sandwich. <laughs> you were going to rob a, a Popeye's. No, they not weren't Popeyes. robbing. They were going to rob Popeye's. Yes, they were. No, they just wanted their chicken sandwich. That's, but that's, I, I, I assume, once, I assume even though I had the gun out there, they're gonna, I assume they weren't going to pay for it at that point in time. So they were, it was, whatever they've done, they've done aggravated menacing and a whole bunch of stuff if they ever get caught. Yeah, which well, I assume like I said, I hope they don't point. get caught. I mean, not caught, but I do hope they don't get caught. Why do you think um, they don't get caught? Because they're going to be found guilty. And then they're going to be in jail that's because right. of a you darn get, chicken right. sandwich. Exactly. No kind of no kind of street cred off of that. Why are you in jail? Oh, robbing the Popeyes. <laughs> oh, well, well, well get and the money because everybody's there buying no, the chicken sandwich? You just no, wanted no, the, just chicken wanted the chicken sandwich. <laughs> and okay. It is what it is. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's incident number one that we're going to yeah. talk about. So incident, what about number two? Incident number two was in uh, Henderson, Nevada, where uh, a, a Popeyes had to, to close down because they had, I, I guess they were violating some ordinance because they had all these cars wrapped around the drive-through in line waiting, and they also were going into their, their neighbor's parking lot and everything else and, and the neighbor was wendy's yes and as i've said in episode 28 when you don't want to mess with wendy's you don't want to mess with wendy because wendy just dropped the dropped the dime on him called the authorities said what was going on so the police and fire department they basically said if you don't shut this down you're gonna get fined for you know every i don't know hour or whatever this is this you, you're violating whatever codes on, I don't know what codes or ordinances. I assume it's the outdoor equivalent of having too many people in your building or whatever. So they had to shut that franchise down. That's just crazy. Wendy, <laughs> just That's just don't crazy. Mess with Wendy. <laughs> to have lines. Well, it's just crazy to wait in line that long for a sandwich. Go somewhere else and get something. Because to eat. here locally, people were waiting. We heard stories. People were waiting like three hours. I would not have still, waited they, in line that they long. They were waiting like on average of two or three hours. And the sad part is, somebody waited in line here um, because they they called in a radio show. They waited in line and they ran out of sandwiches. So they went, you know, across town to another Wendy, uh, not Wendy's, to another Popeyes. 
And this Popeyes didn't have a whole lot of people in line. But the reason they didn't is because they got up to the line and said, oh, we're out of, out of chicken. We're not going to have chicken again until 12 noon. And this was like at, at 11 something or 10 something. So they, these folks spent hours of their morning driving around like addicts trying to get a spicy chicken sandwich. Nuts. No, chicken. Chicken, whatever. Not nuts. Then there's a story about the rock star that even though somehow they were sold out, and this may be why in Houston they took the, the guns or whatever, um, somebody had a plane load. They got a, somehow got a plane load of spicy chicken sandwiches. Yeah, and then I wonder, did they get a plane lo load of sandwiches for themselves? If so, they got to have a mighty big freezer or tons of freezers. <laughs> or did they buy it to give it away at a concert or something? I, I'm hope this is just me, that I'm hoping that this is somebody who's on tour and they bought these sandwiches for themselves, the band, the roadies, whatever. And it wasn't, and it's not, this, it's sitting in somebody's freezer. <laughs> and they're bringing it out of the freezer. Who knows? But there was one positive story that we heard as a result of Popeye's chicken. Yes. And that was the young man in Charlotte, North Carolina, that took it upon himself to go out and register people to vote that were waiting in line for their chicken sandwich. Yeah, 17-year-old that went and did this. And... Um, that inspired, it's a now deleted tweet, inspired Janelle Monet to basically tweet, you know, about um, uh, the fact that this has happened and maybe on election day they should, you know, have poll, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, have polling places or precincts outside of Popeyes and make sure that people registered would show up to vote. Twitterverse went crazy on that and just beat her up right, left, and center on, on that whole concept. So, and that tweet is now deleted. So even a good thing had become kind of a kind of distorted thing on Twitter. And there's a whole bunch of other, and I kind of alluded to it last week, whole lot of political things about this that have come up. You've had food reviewers saying how it is, um, I get not immoral, but... Um, they're saying it's racist. It's yeah, the whole Popeye sandwiches is 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 a, is a racist concept. Um, also, there are other folks who are saying, be, and they're saying it's racist not because of black people and chicken. They're saying it's racist because and exploitative and things like that because a lot of the um, workers at these chicken farms and factories are illegals. If you remember the raids back in Mississippi. Those were um, illegal aliens slash undocumented, whatever you want to call them, that were working in the chicken industry in Mississippi. And so there are a whole bunch of food critics, not political opinion writers, but food critics on, you know, west of the Rockies, shall we say, on the west coast, Oregon, California specifically, that are saying you shouldn't you know, buy Popeye sandwiches because of that reason, or you shouldn't like them because of that reason. And of course, they don't like Chick-fil-A either because of 
the owner of Chick-fil-A and his political stances. Well, who would have known a chicken sandwich... It's crazy. ...otherwise known as... The sandwich. ...the sandwich would have caused such a commotion. But I'm sure there is more to come because we haven't seen or heard the last of Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. Well, before before we sign off on it, this is a classic example of what my friends outside the U.S. would call a first world problem. It's like, you folks don't know how good you have it in the U.S. Despite what your problems are, you have these first world problems. And all the stuff that's stemmed out of Popeye's proves their point. These are first world problems. And if we were really, really screwed up, as a lot of folks would have us believe, we wouldn't be worrying about spicy chicken wars right now. I think this is going to be a case study in business schools, um, a topic of conversation. Sociologists are going to look at this. That sociologists (laughs) might have. I don't, like I said, we have not heard the last of this. No. So what's our next update? Uh, The next update is Operation Varsity Blues. Uh, Let's see. Today is September 7th, and six days from now, Felicity Huffman, who pleaded guilty to um, uh, essentially having, paying someone running a phony charity to then funnel the money to have someone take a test, the SAT, change the scores on her daughter's SAT so that it would be pumped up and she could get into whichever school. I don't remember exactly now which school she was trying to get into. She paid 15 grand for that. She pled guilty to it. So, um, so in other words, she fraud. Gets sentenced. Yeah, fraud. There were two counts of fraud. And she's getting sentenced this coming Friday, the 13th of September. The prosecution, although the charges... The two charges she could get up to twenty years in in federal prison. The 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 uh, prosecutors, U.S. attorneys, are recommending um, thirty days and pay a fine and some other stuff. Her attorneys want basically probation and um, then pretty much that's that. So we'll see where that comes out. But she's not the only one. No. No, but she's the most famous person getting sentenced. Lori, Lori Laughlin did not plead guilty, so we don't know when that court date's going to go down. And, of course, they've thrown more charges at her. They've thrown the mail fraud and, and others, her and the other folks who did not plead guilty. They now hit with um, mail fraud because they put stuff in the mail, so that's mail fraud, and a, a couple of other charges. Um, so that's the major update on that, of course. But isn't there a movie coming out on um, Lifetime? Yeah, in, in the real world. That's the major update. There's a Lifetime movie coming out on, in October, and it has the, um, the name of the, the basically uh, college admission scandal. That's the name they came up with. No kind because of, they're rushing this thing through, so they don't have time for a catchy title, I guess. So they're just calling it what it is: the college admission scandal. And um, the the I guess the protagonists in the movies are Penelope Ann Miller plays one of them. I, I she plays the one who sounds suspiciously like Felicity Huffman, and I forget the woman who's playing the Lori Laughlin character. 
And it's very clear in the script that even <laughs> these are parallels because the Penelope Ann Miller character, instead of the daughter with the testing changes, she has um, a son that she pays to do that. And then the, the other woman... She doesn't pay her son. She doesn't pay the son. She pays to get the son's, you know, grades changed. Or test scores changed, rather. Uh, which is clear parallel. And then the other woman who plays the Lori Lofton character, uh, essentially they have, uh, instead of rowing team, it is um, soccer and she has her daughter, and I think it's just one daughter instead of two. She has the daughter pose for pictures as if she's a soccer player, which parallels Loy Lofton, who had her daughters pose as if they were uh, on the rowing team because she paid to have uh, essentially the guy behind the scandal get the um, essentially USC coach to, for the rowing team pretend that they were on the rowing team and had scholarships. And then, of course, it was like, oh, they're cut, but they could pay so they could stay in. The whole point was to get them in. So they got in as if they were athletes, and instead of, like, a lot of athletes who get cut and can't afford it, they may have to, you know, go to another school or whatever, not go to school at all. Their parents could pay. The whole point well, apparently more um, there's more to hear about the Operation Varsity Blues. So That's all we know. Listening in, listening in the news on September 13th, because that's when the court cases will be um, announced or people will be told what their sentence is. Yes, unless there's a delay by, you know, the judge or something like that. And then you can watch for the movie in October. Um, just check Lifetime, um, your Lifetime schedule. To see when something is going to be airing, and I think the date for it is October twentieth. But I there is a, there is a movie trailer out there for it. It's so on YouTube. Go look for it. And on I assume Lifetime's um, website. Also, uh, CNBC already had an episode of American Greed. They cranked that out there pretty quickly. Um, I I kind of stumbled across that a couple weeks ago. Wasn't expecting it, so it's. If you watch the series American Greed on CNBC, it's pretty much standard fare, just the facts, man. Stacey, Stacey Keach does the narration, et cetera, et cetera. So um, there'll be more of this to come. Who knows? And maybe a motion picture. Uh, well, we'll see. And this is our Law and Justice Chicago edition update. And we're really going to focus on the, the big two things that are going on in Chicago uh, the case involving, or cases involving R. Kelly and then Jesse Smollett. Uh, let's talk R. Kelly first, because that's the easiest. Um, oh, is, is the easiest, <laughs> easiest because he's in jail and will never get out? Yeah, that's our opinion, folks. Brendan and I have come to the conclusion the the feds and the Chicago folks are just going to keep throwing charges at R. Kelly, plus he's got his whole child support issue, he is literally never going to leave the Cook County Jail. He's just going to be there until he's an old man. And even then, he's still not going to get out. How old is he now? Um, he's 50-something? Like I think he told me he's 52. Because you know, last time I was like, hey, he's not that old. But he, yes, he is. I think, it's, I think it's 52. He's in his 50s. And yeah, I, I think he's going to be there for the next 30, 40 years. I don't think he's ever getting out. Well, actually... 
he's not in jail. Because didn't they move him to the general population? But it's in jail. He's okay. not in prison because he hasn't had a, uh, a trial yet, so he's in jail. Yeah, well, he's not confined he's not to a, 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 what do you call it, solitary confinement? Uh, that's, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that, but that's interesting if that's the case. He's in the general population now. Well, now they're trying to kill him. Wherever he <laughs> was opinion. before... He's now in general population. Well, now, now, well, in all seriousness, I don't. They clearly aren't trying to kill him. But the only reason I could see them doing that is they're trying to put pressure on him and his lawyers to basically cop a plea. Because he's a high-valued individual. He's also in there for messing around with underage girls and doing all sorts of stuff allegedly. And there pe- we know that there are people in prisons that don't take kindly to child molesters and things like that. And there could be someone who sees them as a child molester and they go shiv. Or is this R. Kelly? So, you know, yeah, I'm the guy that shivved R. Kelly. And make a name. I mean, so clearly they would only do if he's really in the general population. Look at They're up. trying to put pressure he's on him. He's really in They moved him. Well, according to TMZ and a whole bunch of other reports, R. Kelly is back in general population. That apparently happened about two days ago. And R. Kelly seems to be fine with going back into the, the prison population. He doesn't think he, his life is in danger because he's in the federal jail in Chicago with fellow Chicagoans, and he believes that they will leave him alone, essentially, because they see him as a quote-unquote legend. Legend as in singer or legend as in child molester? I assume he meant as a singer. And because he's, you know, singer, songwriter, whatever, he's going to be left alone. I don't know what he bases that on. If that's just in his own mind or if somebody in the know with, insight into how the folks in the jail are going to treat him told him that. I have well, no I idea. Hope he, I hope he's right. Yep, hope so. Let's talk Jesse Smollett. Yes, Jesse Smollett, the case that just won't go away. Um, and there's, there's, the, there's the civil front, we'll talk about that, where the city of Chicago has sued Jesse Smollett. They said pay up essentially for his... Um, court costs and the like, and they did not do that, so now they're moving forward with a, a, um, a, a lawsuit in civil court. So that's, that's that piece on the original front uh, where Jesse Smollett was, the charges were dropped by the state's attorney and all, out of the blue, and of course the police department and the former mayor, Rahm Emanuel, were not happy about it, so he's been sued. Now, on the criminal front, there's been uh, there's a special prosecutor and an investigation into the whole how was the R. Kelly case handled by the state's attorney office, uh, Kim Fox. State's Not R. Kelly, Jesse. Uh, Jesse Smollett, sorry. Was that um, did, was it done properly or not? Kim Fox is known to have associations with people who have associations with Jesse Smollett and the like. And they're also looking at should there be a recommendation to say the whole plea deal should be thrown out. And again, his name is Jesse with a U, not Jesse. Yes. With me. That's correct. 
Because sometimes you hear people say Jesse Smollett, but that's not his name. This is true. But here at uh, this and that, we got it right. His name is Jesse. Right. And I'm sure there's going to be more to come on uh, what's going to be ahead for him. And again, it's the United States. Everybody is is uh, presumed innocent before a court of law. They have to, the state has to prove their case to find them guilty. So these are all allegations, alleged crimes, both against R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett if he ends up back in, in criminal court. So just want to put that disclaimer on there. Well, does that do it for our um, updates? Uh, yes, it does indeed. Comments? Send your feedback to thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. Well, Brenda, looks like we are at the end of the show. Yes, this is the end of episode 29 of This and That, and uh, we are just rolling right along with this being number 29. Absolutely. Absolutely. So number 30 is going to be a tech edition, correct? That is correct. All right, so I don't think you want to uh, tell folks yet what's going to be talked about in our tech edition, right? That is correct. No. So that just means they're just going to have to wait a week and come back and listen again. That's right. They're going to have to either subscribe, sign up for the... uh, email distribution to get a reminder or come back to where they're listening to episode 29 and make find sure, out what 30 is about and make sure you you tell somebody else bring someone else along yes tell two friends have those two friends tell two friends and so on so until then all the best peace out bye folks You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by AboutGreaterCincinnati.com. Music by Poddington Bear. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes if you have any comments or suggestions about this episode future episodes interested in sponsorship and or advertising please email us at this and that at about greater cincinnati.com all rights reserved thank you and all the best